Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hey guys, we are back. Dr. Paul E. and Justin B. Yo, Paul E. and Justin B. <laughs> on the mic, y'all, boy. We're diving right in because we're getting so good at keeping these close to 10 minutes. Let's get right in so we can be respectful of everybody's time. So today's question is passive investment strategies. What are some things that dentists can do or you may be doing to earn passive income. Yeah, you know, I'll go into this and I, I want to be respectful of people's time as well. But did you ever have like a rap name, Justin? Like you, this was your rap J-Dog, name? J Dog, J Dog, baby. J Dog. Mine was P Wiggle. <laughs> P Because believe it or not, Paul, Paul Etchison, my middle name is Edward. So my initials are P, like, like P. Yeah, you know, like urine. So, so it was Pete Wiggle. That's what we called it. And we, we actually had a rap album and, um, well, we had two songs and I, I hope that never surfaces. It's been lost in the internet abyss, <laughs> but, but we, we did that in college. Anyway, where do we invest money? Okay. So for me, everybody had just got pounded by stocks and this was my last sundown with the stocks. I, I am out of stocks and I am never going back. I am just brutally burned by them. I have tried to time things. I have pulled out when it is low and and I have bought things when they are high. So I am the worst stock investor there ever has been. So all my only stocks are only like 401k and just Roths and stuff. And I'm just doing my maximum. That's it. For me, it's real estate. I, I you know, I've got some buildings that I've, I 27 units that I owned. I sold 12 of them. And it's just been multifamily real estate. I really like doing apartment investing and I do that. I've learned taking classes on it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. That's very local. That's very hands-on. And the returns are really, really good in that. And they have been for me. But then, like, so most people that, oh, I don't know what to do with real estate. There's something else that I'm very much involved in that's called the real estate syndications. And what a syndication is a group of, of operators, you know, people that buy apartments, but like big 250 plus unit apartment buildings, either development or acquisition. And then they flip them and then refinance their groups or they'll pool money from investors. And this is passive. And my experience in these ones have been roughly like about 25% annualized returns. So good returns on the money. There's a little cash flow involved. You usually get like a preferred return where you get maybe six to 8% per month of your investment comes back to you. So there's a little cash flow with it. But what's nice about those things is that when those buildings sell, and the same thing if you even own a building, is you can do what's called a 1031 exchange where you take those that money, you don't pay tax on it, and you roll it into another property. And then you roll it into another property, and you keep rolling it into property, and you never pay taxes until finally you sell and pay the taxes. But usually what most people do is they'll eventually just pass this stuff down onto their kids, or you know, you're, you're building this giant legacy, or you may decide to pay taxes on it. So those are some syndication groups. And then the other weird investments that I do, I have these uh, oil and land trusts. This is investing in, in oil. You can invest in natural gas. I do that. I also invest in this ATM funds where they, they take ATMs and they put them all over the place, gas stations, hotels and stuff, and you invest and you take the profits from that. But these are all syndicated investments, which as far as I understand, it was not something you could do 20 years ago. This is something that's fairly new where you can pool investors 
and have them just take a complete passive role in investments. But I'm done with stocks. I, I am so freaking done with stocks. And, and I remember, Justin, we were talking about PayPal. We were talking about PayPal and we were talking about Square. And I'm like, bro, look at this thing getting crushed. I'm buying in. And you're like, eh, no, it could still go down. Well, sure as shit, two months later, it still went down. So Justin was right. And I'm, but you know, the investor in me would have bought that and lost money, but I actually held back on that one, but I lost money in plenty of other places. So I'm, I'm out of stock. So passive income for dentists. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I invest in that I get in some weird shit too, like Turkish COVID masks. I did an investment like that, but this is through all my network of people and, and some people that you know as well, Justin. So I hear things and I'm like, what do you think on this? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Throw some money at it. So, so what about you? What is your passive income investment? Oh, you know, one more investment. I'm going to say one more best. One of my best investments will be investing in MV2. I'm just going to plug MV2 because my investment money in them is doing so freaking well. I just think it's the right timing. So I'm just going to say that is my other investment. That's probably about 20% of my wealth is tied up in MV2. But hey, to you, Justin, what are you investing in? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into that. And, and just a sec, I appreciate you going through and sharing all the different things that you're investing in. I think that's definitely helpful for people to see that there's a variety of different things that you can do. First and foremost, I am not an investment expert. <laughs> so, yeah, do we have to do like a disclaimer? So so I want you to know both both Paul and I are telling you just simply what we do. Go If you want professional advice, you know, you can go seek professional advice. But I will tell you that there's a few ways that I look at this. The first thing is, I don't feel like people should be running out there looking for passive investment strategies until you have your your house in order, so to speak. So there's a couple of things I would start with. The first thing I would start with is making sure that you know your business is as profitable as it can be. Yeah, your dental practice is not passive, but that is where you're going to get all the income to invest into passive strategies. As well, if something doesn't work out for you, well, you, that house needs to be in order for you to be able to ride that storm out, right? The second thing is, I think, it's important to understand uh, yourself. Like this is something I've put in so much time into over the years. And one of one of the things is just, are you psychologically wired? Do you have the temperament for investing in a particular asset class? Not okay? stocks. And, no. Right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I don't. so like Paul, Paul just mentioned the stocks, right? So what he's describing, oh, I'll, use the stocks. <laughs> I'll use them as an example because he mentioned it, but like, for example, like buying high, selling low. Well, that's not uncommon, right? Most people do that when they invest in stocks. Why? Because you, we're trying to do something that's impossible. We're trying to time a market. And so the way to invest in a stock, based on what I've learned from my mentors and the things that I will apply ongoing is pick one or two that you want to study very, very well and learn them in and out and spend at least 50 plus hours researching that stock and then make a decision on it. And then go do that over and over and over till you find the companies. Who has the time for that? See, that's no longer passive, right? But if you want to do it right, that's the way you got to do it. There's no passive investment strategy there. The closest thing in the stock market that comes to passive is exchange traded funds, something like a low cost, low fee Vanguard type fund like VOO, which tracks the S&P 500 or VTI, which tracks the basically the entire U.S. market. VT sex. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. So. So if you look at those, those are relatively passive. And if you look at historic returns, they're between 8 and 12%. It depends on what you read, how far back you're looking, et cetera. But they're between between that, let's say, on average, 10%, right? Like that S&P's return, let's say, is an average of 10% approximately. Well, that's oftentimes better than dentists are going to do guessing, you know, where to put their next 100, 200, or 300 grand. 
what I would suggest is if you don't have the temperament for it and you don't have the temperament to, to go through those ups and downs and swings, or you're going to try to be guessing or doing what we call active trading, then I would, I would appeal to you and say you are not a passive investor. And I would stay right out of that unless you plan on investing a time and energy into doing that. But passively, yeah, an index fund can be relatively passive for you. And I think that's probably the wisest choice for most dentists. Most professionals is to invest in, in, in an index fund, just pick a few, set it and forget it, either dollar cost average. Well, you should dollar cost average, stay in the market. And then in addition to that, when you see any dips, when everyone else is getting out, you wait for a while, you see where the stark market settles and you go buy more when it's a little cheaper. Yeah, I wouldn't have got my ass kicked so bad if I didn't try to pull out and go back in. Every time I pulled out, it was wrong. And every time I went in, it was wrong. So like, yeah. I should just left it alone. I would have been much more better. I, I, I'd probably be half a million dollars richer, to be honest. It's that big of a difference. Totally. And this is like advice, like guys like Jack Bogle or Buffett or a lot of these great investors, uh, Manish Prabharai and all these folks, like all these guys will tell you about the, the similar concepts to what we're talking about here. And it doesn't make sense to go reinvent the wheel, right? It makes sense to clone people that have done things over a number of years and done it right. And so why would I want to do anything different? So that, that's, to me, that's how you get passive in stocks. In real estate, the syndication is one way you can do it. I like, so going back, I invest in exchange traded funds. I am invested in real estate. That's one of my favorite investments because the real estate has not only, I mean, if you look at the returns or cash on cash returns, sometimes you're looking at between six to 10%, depending on the, the asset. It could be much better if you develop something or you value add or something of that nature. But on average, that's about it. They're getting, people are getting between six and 8% on average or five to 6% on cash on cash returns. But then there's tremendous tax benefits. And not only on the back end with like a 1031 exchange or the ability to grow that, but it's also through depreciation and some of those other fun things that you can do in real estate to reduce your tax basis on ordinary income. So for those reasons, to me, real estate makes a lot of sense. Your returns start looking a lot better when you factor all that other stuff in. So I think dentists should be looking at real estate. And the first piece of real estate you should consider owning is the building that you're in. Because when you go to sell your practice, you'll still have that as a cash flowing asset down the road. So I think that's that's probably a good place to start if that's an option for you in the area that you live. I would consider doing that. And then ongoing, the syndications are good. But again, I don't consider investing in syndications or anything really passive until it becomes passive. And let me explain. I'm the type of person that needs to put at least 50 hours into something if I'm going to give a dollar you know, to that because it took me a lot longer than 50 hours to make the money, right? Why the hell would I spend less than 50 hours giving it away, right? Like I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in a lot of time into that to study it and understand it and pressure test it and talk to people who are in it doing it. And when one syndication comes to me saying they can give X, Y, or Z return, I'm going to go compare them to all the others. And that took me a long time. I've made some great investments with uh, self-storage syndicators and a few others, and they're working out really well. They're paying us dividends. They're on track. They're growing. But for me to select the particular asset, I had to go and create a decision-making framework, a checklist for myself to take the emotion that comes from out of this for me, right? 
because when I get a when I get excited, it's easy for me to just step on the gas. So I needed a checklist to put on the brakes, right? Because when I'm investing, I'm not looking for what's good. I'm looking for what's crappy. Like where am I going to get robbed here? If I'm looking at only what's good, I'm missing 99% of it, right? And if I can't find anything compelling or, or a strong argument to make as to why I shouldn't give them the money, then I generally will go ahead and invest. And so syndications are good, but you got to put the time in on the front end. So look at those strategies. Look at uh, exchange traded funds. Take a look at your real estate for your own practice. If you haven't opened a practice, you can consider that down the road. Think about investing in syndications and I can't recommend any to you. It's not, you know, I'm not going to promote one person or another, but I will tell you that I have invested in some. They've, they've been working out quite well. So lots of opportunities for you, for you there. Yeah. And I think the big part is just, you, you got to get yourself cash flowing at your, at your practice enough where you have the money, disposable income to start investing because you want to start early and that's how it grows and grows and grows. And that's how we become wealthy, wealthy dentists, I suppose. Absolutely. Okay. All right. We're over time again, Justin. Damn it. <laughs> well, it's an exciting topic. What do you want me to say? It man? is, it is mean, exciting. I, we, we tried our best. Hopefully we made, uh, made someone a dollar or two here down the road. I feel like it's like I'm like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. I'm like, I like money. Let's talk about money. <laughs> okay. Uh, www.dentalbusinessmentor.com. Send us your questions. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com.